News Talk On Demand. Interruption free audio where you want it, when you want it. Yeah, we got to keep moving, people. We got to stay active. We have to keep moving because it is cold. Good morning. Let's bring that up a little bit more. Here we go. Bring it up. Here we go. Thanks, Davis. Stretch the neck. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Good morning, Gerald Bowman in for Brent Lokes. Thursday morning, this is the worst. And man, I hope this is the worst of it. This is the coldest morning of the last few days so far. Well, here's your two numbers. 37.45, minus 37 right now. The wind chill minus 45. And yeah, that extreme cold warning, yeah, it's still in effect for much of Saskatchewan. Sure, glad to have you along. Yeah, we want to stay warm. We want to get the good tunes going, keep you active. Uh, speaking of keeping you active, show producer, Davis Romenda, we got a great guest coming up later this morning. Yeah, at around 8.15, we got Tammy Forrest, fitness coach and trainer with Forrest Fitness. Everybody's New Year's resolution, the favorite one, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to try and get in shape. Well, she's got some tips and tricks on not only great physical health, but mental health as well. Are you into resolutions? No, no, I'm not a resolution guy. I failed them too many times, so I just... I accept that I was never going to follow through on them. Yeah, I've got a goal for next year in terms of dropping some LBs, some uh, poundage. Um, but it's for the entire year. I'm not going to do like in January, I've got to lose so much. Yeah. I, want, I just want, and it's more or less just stay active. Yeah, like, exactly. Get active and get outside. Hmm. My gosh, like just being cooped up here lately. Uh, also, what else is coming up? We're going to also hear from the premier of the province. Scott Moe is going to reflect on the year that was with all the challenges he had, not only with COVID, but the drought in the summer as well. And he's going to look ahead as well to what him and his government hope to accomplish. And our favorite weather guy, David Phillips, yes. is in. He's going to give us the top five weather stories of the year. Mm, safe to say drought will be on there. Safe to say two events yeah. from British Columbia will be on there as well. So, yes, Scott Moe, 715, year-ender. David Phillips uh, later this morning as well, and has mentioned uh, Tammy Forrest with Forrest Fitness and our New Year's resolution, staying active. Also this morning, oh, actually just going to back up on Premier Scott Moe. Coming up at 11 o'clock this morning, Premier Scott Moe and our health minister, Paul Merriman, will have a news conference together at the legislative building, and we're going to get a COVID update. Could there be guidelines? Could there be restrictions on the way? We're going to have that live for you this morning right here on 650 CKOM. 623, good morning. Thursday morning right now in Saskatoon, minus 37. Wind chill, minus 45. Brent Lokes uh, has this week off. He'll have next week off as well to start off the new year. Uh, COVID, where are we for the latest on COVID? As mentioned, later this morning at 11 o'clock, Premier Scott Moe, Health Minister Paul Merriman will give us an update and possibly could we get some guidelines, some restrictions. That's 11 o'clock this morning. 6.50 CKOM will have that for you live. The latest numbers from yesterday, 293 new cases 132 more cases of Omicron. Omicron total to date, 956, 66 confirmed, 890 probable. Active caseload in Saskatchewan right now is at its highest mark since it was on November 7th, right now at 1,645. There are 83 COVID patients in hospital. 
68 receiving inpatient care, 15 in intensive care. In other parts of this country, British Columbia announcing yesterday that they're going to put off bringing kids back to school just for a little bit to start off the new year. So more or less students will return to their classrooms on January the 10th as opposed to, what, the 3rd or the 4th. So January 10th for BC students. Um, Quebec says vaccinated healthcare staff who test positive for COVID could be allowed back on the job after seven days if they have no symptoms. Manitoba and Ontario, they're considering similar measures as well. Here in Saskatoon, the walk-in clinics, to get that booster shot, they continue. Uh, Confederation Mall, it's near the food court. It begins at 8.30 this morning. It goes a little bit later today until 7 o'clock tonight. That's at Confederation Mall. At Lawson Heights Mall, the west end of the mall, 9 until 7 o'clock tonight. That's for the walk-in booster clinics. CKOM news time is 6.25. Time now for a Mills Minute with 6.50. CKOM's Sarah Mills. Well, no gold for Canada at the World Juniors. In fact, no gold, no silver, no bronze for any team at the World Juniors. Uh, show producer Davis Remenda. It's so unfortunate. You know, you got to feel for those kids. This is probably, this is for many, this is, will be like their Stanley Cup, right? This is their world championship. So it's, it's tough to watch, but are we surprised, really? No, nah, the IIHF was back in the corner. With the protocols that they had, it was pretty much, if you had a positive test on your team, you were done. And in a tournament that at most is two weeks, you don't got any room to reschedule. So it was, like you said, it's very unfortunate, not only for the players, but for all the volunteers oh. and stuff who helped make this happen. It's just a sad situation. Yeah, the World Juniors counseled with more. Here is a TSN's Bob McKenzie. Well, obviously, the IIHF and uh, USA Hockey were still dealing with what went on with the Americans yesterday, having to forfeit a game, forfeit a game and find out whether their game against Sweden was going to be played. But everybody was relatively optimistic. The Americans um, tested well overnight, and they were waiting for a test this afternoon that might have cleared most of their team to be in the game against Sweden. So that was a big, good bit of news to start off the day. Um, but then came news that the Czech Republic had one positive test, and that one positive test would forfeit the Czech game against Finland and even at that point the International Ice Hockey Federation was prepared to soldier on and thought okay two so far we can keep going through this um, but when the Russian player tested positive and the Russian Slovakia game mm -hmm. had to be cancelled and Russia had to forfeit it at that point the IIHF uh, council got together with its medical committee and the medical committee which consists of a lot of doctors and infectious disease experts told the IIHF this is probably going to happen every day and it, the positivity rate in this group is far lower than what it is for the public right but if if you get one test on one team on one day then that team postpones and forfeits and as you start running out of racetrack getting to the january 2nd quarter final there was just a feeling amongst the double ihf that they were fighting a losing battle and the integrity of the competition the safety factor for people involved snowball it all together and one other thing that i don't believe is being reported it's my understanding that as many as five on ice officials referees and linesmen have tested positive and that there was also concern that 
between now and the end of the tournament, would there be enough on-ice officials to officiate the games? So put it all together mm -hmm. in a big ball, mm -hmm. and the common sense decision on the IIHS part was we can't make this happen. Yeah, so unfortunate. TSN's Bob McKenzie, great explanation there. Again, a couple of days ago, first it was the Americans, and then Russia, and then Czech Republic, and on-ice officials as well, all testing positive. So the uh, organizers making the decision yesterday to cancel the entire World Junior Hockey Championship. There's word, there is hope that possibly, possibly do this in the summer and that none of the players would lose their eligibility. So those that may be aged out between in the next few months, no, 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 that wouldn't be the case. So we'll wait and see if that actually uh, comes to fruition. It is 647. It's Saskatoon Blades are in action tonight. They just made a whole whack of trades recently. Uh, so kind of some fresh faces for the Saskatoon Blades taking on the PA Raiders tonight. 7 o'clock, Sasktel Center. And another reminder for the Saskatchewan Rush of the National Lacrosse League, supposed to play the San Diego Seals tomorrow night at Sasktel Center. That game, well, because of COVID and the Omicron situation, it was postponed. A new date, it will be on Friday, January 14th for the Rush Seals game for lacrosse. You know, well, right now, what is the temperature? Minus 37, wind chill minus 45. Our furnaces, they're just chugging. They are working hard right now. And unfortunately, this is also the time of year where we may hear stories of carbon monoxide poisoning happening. It could be in a home. It could be, or remember that apartment block in Saskatoon a few months back, or the winter and all that, and just a terrible time. Can you just imagine having to be evacuated, having to just get out of the home real quick? in this type of weather. Well, if you have a carbon monoxide detector, you know what? Pretty good idea to uh, make sure it's working properly. The advice coming from Saskatoon Fire Department's Yvonne Raymer after crews were called out to a home in Saskatoon earlier this week. This individual did actually have carbon monoxide alarms, so they do work. The two carbon monoxide alarms in the home were ringing. They called Saskatoon Fire Department. We responded, and they had 100 parts per million of carbon monoxide identified in their home. We called out Sask Energy, who came and identified the source was a concern with the furnace. If they hadn't had those alarms, they wouldn't have woken up at 4 a.m. to realize that they had a problem. Yeah, levels registered in that home were more than seven times the acceptable level of 13 parts per million. Now, by July of next year... All residential buildings in the province must, must have a CO detector installed. So keep that in mind. If you look around, you go, well, I don't have a carbon monoxide detector. You need one in by July of next year. 6.54 programming note coming up right after the 7 o'clock news. And we've been doing this all this week uh, with the Saskatoon Fire Department, uh, Mayor Charlie Clark, the police uh, chief as well, year-enders. And uh, it's going to be a look back. Uh, by Premier Scott Moe. It's a busy day for Premier Scott Moe as well because coming up at 11 this morning, Premier Scott Moe and our Health Minister Paul Merriman have a news conference to talk, uh, talk about COVID, the latest numbers. Could there be new guidelines? Could there be new restrictions on the way? We have seen that with most every other province in uh, Canada. 
but not here in Saskatchewan. Again, that's an 11 o'clock news conference this morning with Premier Mo and the health minister and 6.50 CKOM will have that for you live. Also in the next hour, we're going to hear from Environment Canada meteorologist, senior climatologist, that's his title, David Phillips, and the top five weather stories for Canada. We're going to go through stories number five, four, and three for today, and then we'll continue on for tomorrow. And then coming up right after the 8 o'clock news at 8.15 to be exact, Tammy Forrest with Forrest Fitness here in Saskatoon is going to join us. And Tammy's going to have some tips about the New Year's resolutions, right? It's coming up real soon. You want to get in shape. You want to lose some weight. Um, those are coming, some of the key buzzwords we hear lately. So some tips from Tammy, not only the physical aspect of it, getting in shape, but between the ears as well. Good mental health. Tammy Forrest with Forrest Fitness will join us right after the 8 o'clock news.